let's uh, look to god's word this morning shall we turn our bibles to uh, psalm 105 psalm 105 and we in fact have to be reading the whole psalm i wish we could read the whole psalm <laughs> uh, but because of lack of time as we uh, go on we will read uh, in part uh, at different sections but we're going to be uh, looking at this whole psalm a psalm of praise uh, but this is also a teaching psalm <laughs> it's amazing that how a psalm of praise that is sung to god um you know thanking and worshiping and glorifying him uh, also becomes a psalm that teaches and uh, becomes a teaching for our lives um it's amazing how the word of god is so um uh, unique in its essence and what it is how the expressions of uh, man to god inspired by the holy spirit serve as uh, teaching for us you know it explains to about who god is and what he's doing in our lives and how we got to um walk in his ways um before we go into the psalm let me just uh, tell you about the title of this message you know that will just help us to understand the psalm better as we read on blessed <laughs> firstly the word blessed and exclamation mark we are blessed <laughs> exclamation <laughs> blessed isn't it true blessed but what next <laughs> is this the ultimate i'm blessed is that the ultimate thing in life some people have come to understand that the blessings of the world are the ultimate purpose of god for life that i will be free from all problems and i will be greatly blessed and that's the ultimate finality blessed but what next this psalm is just helping going to help us to discover our purpose our immediate next steps in life or in other words god's desire and design for his people god's design and desire for his people blessed what next is that the ultimate finality of life is that the greatest thing that we should be looking for or is there something else something more beyond being blessed in this earth and if there is what next what are the next few steps this is just going to help us discover god's purpose for us and as we go through god's design and god's desire for his people psalm 105 let's read the first 11 verses and i've split this psalm into three to just help us to understand it better and firstly first 11 verses primarily talk about the unfolding of how god made a covenant with his people or made a covenant with his people God makes a covenant with his people. In the second part verses 12 to 41 how God maintains his promises. How God made his covenant. God made his covenant with his people. That's the first part verse 11 up to verse 11. 12 to 41 God maintains his promises or keeps his promises. Fulfills his promises even though the people were not um worthy of his promises being fulfilled maintains his promises and thirdly is in the light of all of this you discover your purpose which is making him known knowing him and making him known the greatest lesson that you can learn from the history of israel especially the story of the people of israel right from the time of abraham you know you can't talk about israel without talking about abraham the patriarch abraham isaac and jacob and god gives them promises to each of them shows up to each of them including to joseph he leads him to egypt and then they settle down in egypt joseph the man of of the hour rescues and saves egypt and not only egypt his own household and then they live there and as they multiply they become enemies of egypt because of the numbers that have become great and then you see god is bringing them out 
with a outstretched arm and a mighty hand and bringing them through the red sea and the wilderness and taking them to the promised land and settling down settling them down now as we go through this story and the several sub stories that are right there when we talk about story we're not talking we don't imply the idea of a myth or a fiction not it's not a fictional story the story or the narrative that the way it has been recorded when you look at it it goes like in the form of a story if you're a person of literature you know it's very very much like a wonderful novel <laughs> beautifully laid out there and there you find but in the middle of all of this god is constantly interacting with this people and god is orchestrating everything each of the incidents that happen whether it's jacob in need or god appearing to abraham giving him a promise and blessing him with isaac or whether it is uh, the stories of the plagues in egypt or whether it's the stories of crossing the red sea and uh, you know going through the wilderness manna quail water from the rock whatever part of the story you pick up every one of these stories are fully interconnected it's just one long story that is unfolding as god is working with his people primarily what you see happening here is god is progressively revealing himself to his people now each of these stories or incidents are not happening in isolation but they are all strung together and when they flow together they bring about the plan of god or god's design and desire for his people is unfolding through all of this through the sequence of events you discover god's purpose for your life it's not only about being blessed oh from slavery to abundance to lack to overflowing blessing it's not just only about that it's not just about being blessed and experiencing a time of canaan land flowing with milk and honey but through that you discover god's purpose and you will understand that a little more or even better as we go into the text let's go into the text and read the first 11 verses give praise to the lord proclaim his name make known among the nations what he has done sing to him sing praise to him tell of all his wondrous wonderful acts glory in his holy name let the hearts of those who seek the lord rejoice look to the lord and his strength seek his face always remember the wonders he has done his miracles and the judgments he promised you his servants the descendants of abraham his chosen ones the children of jacob he is the lord our god his judgments are all or are in all the earth He remembers his covenant forever the promise he made for a thousand generations the covenant he made with Abraham the oath he swore to Isaac he confirmed it to Jacob as a decree to Israel as an everlasting covenant to you I will give the land of Canaan as a portion you will inherit Now when the psalmist king David was writing these psalms these are not just about you know quiet times and just some morning nice uh wonderful fresh spiritual experiences that he had privately these psalms are inspired by the spirit of god through the life of david and as he was going through the reality of life he was experiencing god and beginning to have an greater understanding of god as the days were rolling by and through the circumstances of his own life and he's beginning to discover and understand god and what god has been doing all through the ages and he's penning them down You see we should not look at the book of Psalms as some kind of nice good songs that were written like Father Bergman writes in his from his quiet times beautiful songs some songs are very long they feel like eternity that's another matter you know probably he does not have tv he's not married also and i think that's why you have more number of stanzas to the verses father keeps writing sometimes in songs you start playing these you know when you're a musician and you lead singing it, it becomes tiresome after some time your hands start aching because 11 stanzas 12 stanzas and each stanza has four word sentences and each four sentences you repeat them twice that's the way they are sung 
by the time you finish feels like eternity those are songs that are written very good songs good ideas of god good experiences with god and those are written out of his private quiet times where he experiences god's love and the ways god has led him and from his own reflection and understanding of god from his scriptures he's writing those songs they are not holy spirit inspired equivalent to be referred as scriptures get what i'm talking about but these i'm not taking a dig at father bergmans don't get me wrong i'm just trying to contrast these psalms of david are spirit inspired meant to be preserved as scriptures teaching for us which have imperishable absolute truth which are applicable for all people of all time which the spirit has gathered them together inspired made the human author to write them and preserved them to be as teaching for us are you with me why i'm taking this time to explain the nature of psalms and how we need to look at the book of psalms is because if we only look at the book of psalms as some kind of a nice passage to be read for a morning devotion and they are good for morning devotions please use them but if we only look at them as nice spiritual words for just some good morning personal spiritual quiet time we would just read them and say oh remember his wonders he has done his miracles his judgments he has promised he did to abraham he is the lord our god his judgments are on all the earth he remembers his covenant oh what a nice goody goody god we have he was so good to um father abraham he is also good to me i'm so happy about it and i feel so comforted this morning because god did so many miracles for egypt and he will also do the same miracles for me we will settle with just a very simplistic understanding of this whole psalm if we just look at it as a nice passage or a song that was sung to just you know bring about a nice atmosphere of worship for god get what i'm saying it's not as simple as that and that's how many uh, uh, many psalmists today have also portrayed the book of psalms have limited that to just some nice songs for morning devotions of nice songs out of which you can put a tune to it and sing in a worship service those are very good and ephesians chapter 5 talks about sing to one another with psalms spiritual songs making melody in your hearts to god that's something that we ought to do but we also need to be singing these to one to another it actually talks about sing to one to another it's not only about singing to jesus it's not about just glorifying god through these psalms but it's also singing to one another in other words exhort one another with these teachings you get what i'm talking about when you go through these psalms it's not just songs it's not just nice worship expressions and not just nice descriptions of god it's not just flowery language with um uh you know in poetical language in poetical expressions but these give us solid teachings for life are you with me amen very often when we look for teachings we will go to the law <laughs> we will go to the first five books oh thou shall not kill thou shall honor your father and your mother thou shall not commit adultery teaching this is just songs of worship to god no you it's not that way yes these are expressions of worship to god they do have poetical expressions and flowery languages uh, that bring forth expressions and emotions that are uh, beyond just plain words when you compare your feeling to something that's how uh, you know even some of the uh, singers who li- write love songs uh, very poetical in expression you know um they would say the you know the sky is blue the waters are blue uh, there's uh, the butterflies uh, you know and this and that all kinds of expressions you know 
it's not just nice expression expressions that express about who god is but they serve as solid teaching and and give us inspiration and direction for life amen praise god have you understood now this morning how are we looking at this psalm and how we need to look at scriptures praise god so we've read through the first part uh talking about how yes we are blessed but what next that's the title of this morning's message and in the process of discovering a purpose or you, you see the unfolding of god's purpose through what he is doing through the ages which is recorded in this psalm and in this whole process you discover god's design and desire for his people that's what we're going to capture this morning firstly we find that god is making a covenant with his people and verses 1 to 11 talk about that yes we give praise to god make him known among the nations you see he starts with that make him known among the nations and he also concludes there in verse 43:44 he brought out his people with rejoicing his chosen ones with shouts of joy he gave them the lands of the nations that they fell heir to what others had toiled for he gave you know he he make him known among the nations the people fell heir to the nations he in other words he dispossessed nations and he brought forth nations so he's beginning and closing with a big grand plan and a purpose that is you know coming forth that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws verse 43 you'll understand as we go on first part we're going to focus on god made covenant with his people make him known he says but to make him known firstly he's coming to his people he's chosen a people this is his grand design and desire for his people making him known to the nations but in for that to be fulfilled for that to happen he chooses a man abraham makes a covenant with him gives him a promise and he says while he has no child until old age he keeps giving him a promise and saying you're going to have a child there's going to be a child that is going to come forth through you it's not going to be through hagar but he says i promised a child for you it's out of your own body will come forth the child and sarah was in unbelief for abraham he did believe in god and that was credited to him as righteousness but you find abraham and then god is continuing to develop and affirm his covenant with isaac gives him two children you still have no nation in sight but the promise god who revealed to man as a god of promise ultimately his objective in order to make himself known to the nations he is coming forth as a god of promise who is promising to abraham then to isaac and then affirming that to jacob and through jacob making that beginning uh making that to begin to unfold in a greater measure as he has 12 children and the 12 children become the 12 tribes of israel and they become a nation and so the call is to remember the wonders he has done his miracles judgments he pronounced you his servants the descendants of abraham his chosen ones the children of jacob he is the lord our god his judgments are on all the earth verse 8 he remembers his covenant he through the ages god has not forgotten his covenant he had a plan he had a design he had a desire and he's not forgotten about it it didn't end with abraham it didn't just end with isaac it wasn't forgotten somewhere halfway through it did not stop because some of the men were so flawed that it would not be really worth continuing on with them but he was a faithful god a covenant keeping god a covenant making and a covenant keeping god so the first part we're looking at how god made a covenant we got to understand that god is a covenant god hallelujah in when he comes into a relationship with man he always comes and makes a covenant he makes an agreement signing an agreement he says i'm going to bless you i'm going to multiply you i'm going to make you into a nation because i have a greater desire a design about you isn't it amazing hallelujah and in that covenant 
he swore by his own name he swore to isaac he swore to abraham he swore to jacob he confirmed it as a decree to jacob verse 10 to israel as an everlasting covenant the covenant that he made with israel is still continues of course its design and its purpose was fulfilled completely in christ but still he continues to be faithful towards all the promises he made concerning the nation of israel and that's why he has brought them back again to become a nation in the year 1948 even though they were scattered for centuries around the world the culture was destroyed the language should have been destroyed the um, uh, the religious practices should have been destroyed the word of god should have been lost because they completely mixed up with all the cultures of the world you have some of the lost tribes of israel even somewhere in the northeast of india and even in some places in andhra pradesh they found some people who have very strong jewish traditions and roots there were settlements in kerala in fort kochi um in mumbai in many places calcutta many places people jews came and settled around the world because they were persecuted and scattered all through the centuries but yet god is a covenant keeping god who is everlasting his covenant is everlasting and so he gathers them together and he's a faithful god to you i will give you the land of canaan as a portion you will inherit that was a covenant that he made with moses that was the promise he gave to the people of israel from abraham onwards a covenant continues on for generations and now for us with jesus coming into this world as the one sacrifice for the sins of the world he makes comes and makes a new covenant he initiates a new covenant and this new covenant is built upon the old covenant as a covenant keeping covenant making god he comes and makes a covenant by saying hey you have come to know me but you are unable to be in a relationship with me because of your sin and so here i come and offer myself as a sacrifice because the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sins and so he himself comes as a lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world and takes our place he becomes our substitute on the cross died buried and was risen again and made a new covenant with his own blood and we are his covenant people who have responded to this covenant just like abraham did like isaac did like jacob did like moses did like david god made a covenant with david saying your kingdom will endure forever talking about a coming kingdom the kingdom of god that would be ushered in when jesus comes by demonstrating an earthly kingdom he was showcasing an eternal kingdom that was being built through his people and here jesus comes and is ushering in the kingdom and proclaiming the message of the kingdom and demonstrating the power of the kingdom by signs wonders and miracles so he you see god is a covenant making god he has made a covenant with you and i on the cross of calvary not for no reason not just for our salvation for something greater far beyond even our own salvation hallelujah yes he died to redeem us by but by redeeming us but by saving us from sin there is an unfolding of his original plan and design and desire for our lives that is going coming into fulfillment through us hallelujah and so we got to understand this morning that we are in the midst of this great grand amazing plan of god which he had for all the world and for his chosen people that he's going to accomplish through his chosen people and you and i have been called out as such a chosen people amen hallelujah do you understand what we're talking about this morning the psalm is an amazing psalm and secondly we're going to look at verses 12 to 41 how god maintains his promises is described verses 12 to 41 when they were but few in number few indeed and strangers in it now this is before they even came to egypt in the time of joseph right 
Abraham, Isaac and Jacob was there with his 12 sons. 12 of them married, had children. It was at that stage. It's talking about that number, few in number. When they were but few in number, few indeed and strangers in it, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake he rebuked kings. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Even though they were few and they were going from nation to nation and they were displaced, they were, they were shepherds and they were, Abraham was going from place to place. Isaac and Jacob pitching tents, digging wells, settling down, right? Place to place. Even though they were a few in number, God did not let anyone touch them because they were his covenant people. Hallelujah. No matter who you are or where you go, on what situation you are at or what kind of environment you are put into, you need to understand that you are his covenant people and he will maintain his covenant with his people. Even though you may be single, you may be alone, you may be the only one, you may be you know, so lonely, even though you may be the only uh, one who is going through this covenant with God in your family, in your home, he stands with you. Hallelujah. You were few, they were few and they were strangers in a foreign land. Wherever they went, they were strangers. But he did not allow anyone to oppress them or anyone to touch them. Hallelujah. The one who touches you touches the apple of his eye. Hallelujah. You are precious to him. You are his covenant people. He has made a covenant with you. You've responded to his, him and that covenant we make with him in the waters of baptism. Made a covenant with him. Made an agreement to say as he has promised to be faithful to forgive us of our sins and give us the assurance of eternal life. We promise to him to be faithful to him to live a holy life. A life that will please and honor him. That's a covenant we have made in the waters of baptism. And so as his covenant people, he continues to be faithful. He maintains his covenant. He called down famine on the land and destroy all their supplies of food. And he sent a man before them. Joseph sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons. Till what he foretold came to pass. Till the word of the Lord proved him true. Oh, you might say, God has given me promises. God has made a covenant with me. I know I am his child, but still I'm in shackles. It feels like I'm bound. It feels like I've been put iron on my neck. But it's only for a season until what was foretold comes to pass. There is a great grand design and a desire of God about your life. That these things God permits so that he will demonstrate his power and show forth that his word is true. Hallelujah. Amen. Didn't we sing that song? Beautiful song. I will sing, I will praise. Even in my darkest hour, you know, in the sorrow and the pain, I will sing, I will praise. Lift my hands to honor you because your word is true. Hallelujah. He's a God who keeps his promises for a thousand generations. Amen. Hallelujah. He keeps his promises. He's a promise-keeping God. As a promise-keeping God, he continues to be faithful to them. Even though they were a few in number, even though they went through oppression, Joseph was put in irons and, uh, and his feet were shackled. He was thrown into the prison in the pit. And then in the prison, but even then God was faithful to fulfill his word. And the king sent and released him. The ruler of a people set him free. He made him master of his household. Verse 21. Ruler over all the, all the oppressed. Ruler over all he possessed. To instruct his princes as he pleased and teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel entered Egypt. Jacob resided as a foreigner in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them too numerous for their foes whose hearts he turned to hate his people to conspire against his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them, his wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the land dark for they had not rebelled against his words. 
He turned their waters into blood, causing their fish to die. Their land teemed with frogs, which went up into the bedrooms of their rulers. He spoke and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout their country. He turned their rain into hail with lightning throughout their land. He struck down their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke and the locusts came, grasshoppers without number. They ate up every green thing in their land, ate up the produce of their soil. Then he struck down all the firstborn in their land, the firstfruits of all their manhood. He brought out Israel laden with silver and gold and from among their tribes no one faltered. Egypt was glad when they left because the dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread out a cloud as a covering and a fire to give light at night. They spoke, uh, sorry, they asked and he brought brought them quail. He fed them well with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and water gushed out. It flowed like a river in the desert for he promised his for he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. We're talking about a history just in verses 11 or 12 to 42. A history that that has unfolded probably over 500, 600 years. In about 20 verses, we are reading what God has done and how he has been faithful to his people for over 600 years from the time he made a promise, a covenant with Abraham down to the time when he has brought the people out of Egypt. 40 years they were in the wilderness and coming down even to the land of Canaan. He remembered his holy promise given to his servant. Abraham, he remembers. When he says, when it says he remembers, it is not a passive remembrance of something that happened in the past. It's not a distant memory that is recalled. This is bringing to remembrance, remembering to fulfill, remembering to be faithful, remembering to accomplish whatever he promised. Hallelujah. But it took time. It took them the process of life, the realities of life. They were a few in number, but he wouldn't let them oppress them. Shackles were put, they were chained, but he would release them. Because he's faithful, he keeps his word. They outgrow them and become too numerous and they uh, turn out to become their foes, the foes of Egypt. Because when they, um, Jacob with his family with 70 people came and settled in the land of Goshen, they began to multiply so much in a marvelous supernatural way where the Israelite women were strong and they were giving birth to children in amazing ways. Where they were just multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. God made the midwives to become favorable towards them. And so they, you know, in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the pain, in the middle of the suffering, in the middle of the slavery, there was still, there was still amazing favor. God was punishing the Egyptians. They were enslaving them. The more they enslaved, the more the punishment. <laughs> the deliverance for them, and they would harden their heart. Again, punishment. Repeatedly that nobody could mistake it to be just something that just happened by chance. <laughs> that God was deliberately doing these things. To show forth to the nations who this God is. God makes a covenant with his people and he is maintaining that covenant faithfully. Faithfully. Sometimes we don't understand while God is maintaining his covenant to us faithfully, we don't understand why all of these things are happening. Some of these trials and problems and needs and circumstances and oppressing situations and needs and all of these things come along our way to show forth that God is a promise-keeping God. Hallelujah. The fact is we just lose sight of that. We are just focusing on the now. We're just focusing on today's need. We're just focusing on tomorrow's challenges. We're too much focusing on ourselves and we've missed out on having our eyes fixed on God and what he's been unfolding through the ages. Hallelujah. I pray this morning that the spirit of God will give us enlightened hearts 
instruct our minds and give us clarity about what he's been doing through the ages that will help us to know who this God is and what he's doing in our own lives. It's powerful to know the wondrous, amazing ways God leads his people. He remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. Along the way, there were many flawed people. There were many flawed people with many kinds of flaws. Many times the people of Israel would turn back against Moses, turn away against God, and they would say, oh, did you bring us into the wilderness to die? We would have been better off in Egypt. They did not believe and know God's promises, and they were not able to understand the master plan of God. And because they lost sight of it and they were troubled by their immediate needs and they still, they could not. And the reason why God sent them all of those needs and he let them go through some dryness and some desert and some times of, you know, lack of water and food and all of that is that they will begin to trust him. That they will begin to come into this covenant with him. That he, through these circumstances, will show himself forth as a promise-keeping, faithful God. Uh, they will then begin to acknowledge him. They will come into this close, intimate relationship with him. He is looking for his dynamic, close, intimate relationship with people because he has chosen them and brought them into this relationship because he has a greater plan that he wants to accomplish through them. He has a design. He's a master architect of our lives. Hallelujah. And so he, he, you see him, he remembered his holy promise. He maintains his promises to his people. And then thirdly, you see verses 43 to 45. He's talking about knowing him and making him known. Knowing him and making him known. He brought out his people with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations and their fell hair to what others had toiled for, that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. Why did he bring them through? Why he made a promise? Why did he bring them through all these problems and difficulties? He gave them a promise. He made a covenant with them and he maintains his covenant faithfully and through all of these ups and downs, he's showing himself to be faithful and proving his word to be true through signs, wonders and miracles. He's doing all of this and demonstrating all of this and showing the difference between his people and those who are not his people and ultimately brings them to the chosen land. He gave them the lands of the nations and they fell hair to what others toiled for so that they will keep his precepts so that ultimately they will be his people. If you have to be his people, we have to keep his commands. We have to live by his instructions. We have to live by his teachings. We have a certain way of life that he has prescribed for us to live and we got to hold on to that dearly and sacredly, perpetually. And so for which reason he has made himself known to them, made a covenant, maintained this covenant with them so that they may know him and they will continue to be his people why that by learning his teachings by knowing him more by abiding in him by obeying his commands and his laws they will be blessed even more and as they are blessed even more as he as the blessings unfold the position of canaan is a, is a lavishing of God's goodness upon their lives. Disperses seven nations to establish one nation. This is God's greatest kindness that he could put upon them. He put them in possession of Canaan. Not just that they might live in plenty and pleasure, in ease and in honor, and might make a figure among the nations that, oh, look at us. We are like the greatest nation on planet earth. We are like the most powerful. We are the most prosperous. 
and so we can exercise more authority on others no not for that purpose but they might observe his statutes and keep his law that being f- that they might be formed to be his people that they may that they might be under god's governance he gives them laws laws of a land help in governing the people of the land laws help in governance and the purpose of giving these teachings and laws is that they he might be his their god and they might be his people that he will come and dwell among them and so he gives them laws and decrees so meticulously about every detail because he knows that they could be easily entangled by the cultures of the nations around them and by the especially the canaanite influences of idolatry and adultery they always go both go hand in hand but having a good land given them they might out of the profits of it bring sacrifices to god they might seek god and so he says when you have gone to your land and have settled down there don't forget me after you've been blessed don't forget who blessed you amen after you've been delivered after you've been settled don't forget who blessed you it's dangerous sometimes when the blessings multiply too quickly and too rapidly <laughs> get what i'm talking about because god ultimately wants his people to be his people and the way he wants his people to be and so he gives them laws that they would he would govern them that's why israel had no king until the time of saul it was out of rebellion that the people of israel would go and ask samuel give us also a king like the other nations of the world because until then god himself was their king amen and this morning god wants us to god wants us to have him as our king allow his laws and allow him to govern our lives and allow the word of god to govern our lives so that we will be his people and in this process you discover your purpose this is god's design this is god's desire and that is to know him to be his people and so he comes and makes a covenant with us and he is faithful to keep his covenant by blessing us providing for us meeting all our needs doing all the miracles that we need wiping our tears encouraging us building us up strengthening us giving us promotions giving us money giving us influence everything that god brings our way blessing us with physical blessings spiritual blessings material blessings financial blessings every form of influence capacity that god gives has been graciously given to us that we might be his people hallelujah not that we will just enjoy the plenty and the and have a great pleasure and ease and in honor of all that we have received and that might be that we might figure bigger than others are you with me sometimes that's why that's what people are praying for lord somehow bless me somehow make my children to prosper because my brother's son is gone to america already lord do something lord oh he's not meant to be here he is meant to be there why this rush why this competition you are his covenant people he maintains his covenant and ultimately he wants you to know him and live as his people where he has given you laws and teachings and he wants us to be under his governance amen because there's a purpose that is coming forth through that god has done this so that he's given us prophets he's given us blessings he's given us money he's given us provision for us to not just for us to survive but also to glorify god through all of that they they had enough and more that they could bring to god as sacrifices 
God gave all of these commands to Moses that they should offer sacrifices to him and come, not come before him empty handed. But now God has brought them to the land of Canaan. They have more in abundance to give more to him and honor him and glorify him even more. Worship him and be his people. But ultimately, the psalmist concludes there in that psalm by saying, he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham, verse 42. He brought out his people with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. Verse 44, he gave them the lands of the nations and they fell heir to what others had toiled for. Verse 45 is the purpose that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws. That they will know him. That they will live as his people. And while they do that, what happens? Verse 1, give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. You begin to proclaim. When you are his people, you proclaim his name. You become a person of proclamation. You make him known. Make known among the nations what he has done. Hallelujah. That we will make him known among the nations. That's why God is raising up people from this place and sending them into the nations of the world. Somebody shout an amen to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not just for an education. It's not just for a better job. It's not just for a better living. It's not just for a better life. It's not just because you'll get that thin, thin, fair, tall girl to be married to. It's not just for, you know, to figure greater than others. It's because God's heart is always for the nations. Hallelujah. God's heart is for the nations. And so for him to be made known, for him to be proclaimed among the nations, he would raise up people as his covenant people and make his promises known to them and make them to be his people and reveal his commands and his teachings to them. And as they're growing and learning and developing in these teachings and living this new life as his covenant people, he would make, use them to make them, make them, make him known. Hallelujah. He would use them to make him known to the nations. That's why God sent Pastor Thomas to Brunei some 20-30 years back to make him known to the nations. That's why God has sent so many of the young people in our, from our church. There was a period of time for many, many years, there were many people who would come and visit even for the first time to come and minister. Even unknown people who came through somebody's reference, who came to minister, who'd come up and stand up here and begin to prophesy and say, God will take many people from this place to many nations. And it never happened for many years. But then suddenly, there came a time where the floodgates of heaven got opened up and the time for God to move people to nations began. And God started moving many people to many nations. Hallelujah. But I pray this morning that they will not just make money and come back with more. But they will proclaim his name and make him known. Learn this morning why you have been blessed. Know the heart of the one who has blessed you and why he has called you to be a blessing. To make him known to the nations. Do you see the beautiful unfolding of God's plan through the ages which continues on even for us today, this day, this morning in your life, for your family, for your children, for your generations to come. You are a covenant people. Don't forget that. I've made a covenant with God for my lifetime and for my generations to come. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we got to ensure that the next generation also will continue to be a covenant people for God. Hallelujah. And God is faithful to maintain his covenant. Let come what may. 
you might be going through hell this morning but i want us to know that he maintains his covenant he never fails he never falters he's faithful intergenerationally he's faithful through all eternity it's an everlasting covenant that he has made for he will never be unfaithful to his word for his word is true just and true and he makes himself known to us that we be his people that he did all of this verse 45 is an amazing verse it was a great eye opener for me this morning verse 45 that why he did all of these things the whole chapter we read from abraham to moses and to land of canaan why did he do all of this so that they might keep his precepts and observe his law in other words that they might be under his governance they may be his people that's the call that you and i have to be his people and while we are his people we are called to make him known verse 1 begins with that that grand design and desire of god for his people is revealed right there give praise to the lord that's an instruction there that's a command there's a direction there design there there's god's desire there give praise to the lord verse one proclaim his name make him known among the nations what he has done sing to the lord sing praise to him tell of all his wondrous acts glory in his holy name and so this morning there is a greater reason for us to glorify his holy name amen let the hearts of those who seek the lord rejoice are you rejoicing this morning amen how the word of god brings joy in our hearts jeremiah says it's like fire in my bones amen look to the lord and his strength seek his face always remember the wonders he has done what he has done you forget not all his benefits it's not just to be thankful and grateful to say oh the last month i am 31st of this month oh i thank god god has enabled me to finish this month and by god's grace tomorrow morning i will pay my house rent of course we are thankful to god for that but it's not just so simplistically in such a manner where we just praising god just for this house bill and for giving me good food shelter clothing of course those are very important to be thankful to god for every small thing i'm not demeaning all of that but it's not just only being thankful but it's about proclaiming him and making him known as being his people for he's made a covenant with me with us called us to be his people and he maintains his covenant with us let come what may whatever life hands to us whatever difficulties come our way however much the delays for blessings however many the unanswered prayers he maintains his covenant for his people he's faithful to do that so that he we will learn his decrees and his laws and the reason why the delay the reason why the problems the reason why the challenges the reason why the witchcrafts the reason why the sorceries the reason why all of these challenges is that through all of this we are learning to live as his people he has not abandoned his covenant he's just helping us to learn his commands his laws his ways so that we will be his people the way he wants us to be so that we will be ready and prepared in this process to make him known to proclaim his name hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus this is god's grand design and desire for his people maybe have this broad perspective of life and the biblical world view of life amen not a narrow view of life with a small understanding of god but this broad big picture of who god is what he's been doing through the ages and what is he doing with us now where are we in this god's timeline until the time on this earth is going to be over this is where we are hallelujah praise the lord let's glorify and give him praise and proclaim his name as we go out into this world let's pray jesus
praise the Lord. Father, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify thy name in all the earth. Shall we stand and sing, please? Glorify thy name, glorify thy name, glorify thy name in all the earth. Jesus, we love you. We worship and we adore you. Glorify thy name in all the earth. Glorify thy name. Glorify thy name. Glorify thy name in all the earth. Spirit, we love you, we worship and adore you. Glorify thy name in all the Glorify thy name, glorify thy name, glorify thy name in all the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we thank you because you called us to be your people, a covenant people. You made a covenant with us, with your own blood, by your death and resurrection. Hallelujah. For you are faithful to keep your promises. You're faithful to us, Lord. You don't leave us halfway through. You remember your promises to Abraham. Even in the time of Moses. God comes down to Moses and he says, I am the God of your father Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The God of promise. Moses did not know who this God was. Who he was meeting in this burning furnace. He asked, what is your name Lord? God introduces himself to Moses and says, I'm the God of your father, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I'm the God of promise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brings them to the land of Canaan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He takes us through the wilderness, through the land of Canaan for a greater purpose. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, rejoice this morning because God's purposes are unfolding in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody needs to lift a voice and praise because his purposes are unfolding. Unfolding. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. And no demon from hell can stop that. Hallelujah. No demon from the pits of hell can ever stop it. He's made a covenant with me. Oh, he maintains his covenant with me. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I might have my days of trouble and sorrow and wilderness shackles and chains, but I also have my days where the word of the Lord is true. The word of the Lord is true. The word of the Lord is true. Hallelujah. Oh, 
He has called me to glorify His name in all the earth to make Him known among the nations. Either you go to a nation or you send somebody to a nation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, we want to make you known to the nations, oh God, because God's heart has always been for the nations. Hallelujah. Look beyond yourself this morning. Look at God's plan, God's design, God's desire. Oh, you might say nothing good has come out of my life. Or probably you might say that's what my wife says. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want you to know that God has made a covenant with you. Hallelujah. God maintains his covenant with you. Hallelujah. You are right here in this place because of God's calling. God has called you to be his people. That's why you are here. Amen. Hallelujah. Nations will open its doors for him to be made known. Nations will open its doors for him to be made known. You are on an assignment on this earth under God's governance. As his people, you are on an assignment sent down, sent into this world. Somebody shout out loud, lift your hand and say, I'm on an assignment. I'm on an assignment. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm here on an assignment. God's, under God's governance. Under God's holy governance. I'm here on an assignment. Hallelujah. Oh, glorify your name in the, all the earth through our lives. Glorify your name through our families. Glorify your name as you glorified your name through the family of Abraham, through the family of Isaac, through the family of Jacob, through the family of families, the nation of Israel. Glorify your name. Hallelujah. Through us, O oh Lord, through this church. Glorify your name through this church, through this people of God in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Almost every family standing here has somebody living in another country. That's the truth. Almost, almost, most, almost every family standing here as somebody living in another country. God has a purpose. Hallelujah. To make him known. You're here on an assignment. Don't look at today's problems. Don't look at Don't listen to yesterday's voices. Look at the promises. Look at the design of God. Look at what God desires for his people. Glorify your name in all the earth. Oh, glorify your name. Glorify your time sing to the Lord lift our hearts to the Lord glorify your name in all the earth oh yes Lord Jesus glorify your name glorify your
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for this new way of living, Lord. Thank you for this new way of living. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grand design and your desire for us. Thank you, Jesus. For we know this morning we are blessed, but we also know what next. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What holds for us in life. We are absolutely clear and sure about that. We glorify you for making it known to us this morning through your word and through the power of your Holy Spirit. We honor you. We bless your holy name. We bless your people in your name. In the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, the God of our forefathers, the God of promise. We bless your people for the God who has called us to be his people as you did in the days of old to be his people in this generation, in this time, to make you known to the nations, O oh God. We honor your name for this honor and this privilege that you've given to us for we don't deserve it one bit, but we honor you and recognize your lordship and your governance for you are king over our lives. We humbly submit ourselves to be your people and to make you known to the nations. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.